you see where we landed? On a museum. Hmm? A museum? Hmm. Space museum, yes. <laughs> Precisely. If you take a closer look at those objects, you'll see that some of them are more advanced in design. It's quite a natural progression. Well, someone must be in charge of them. Yes, we shall find that out. Hello and welcome to the Trap One Podcast. My name's Mark McManus. Joining me today in the historic town of Allendale is Neil Cole of the Museum of Classic Sci-Fi. Hi, Neil. Hello, Mark. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. No problem. So uh, I've just had a look around the museum. Absolutely fantastic selection of uh, props from all kinds of movies, um, sci-fi and uh, MCU. It's really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Quite into the MCU as yeah, well. So yeah, it's absolutely. Great yeah, I love that as well. Yeah. Grew up reading the British comics. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I just saw Captain Marvel yesterday, actually. I thought oh, it was great. So, uh, yeah, haven't seen it yet. Yeah, really good. Very excited <laughs> for uh, Endgame next month. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, and obviously Doctor Who props run the yep. full range of, uh, of the, the classic series. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, so how did you first get into Doctor Who? What was the first story that you saw? Ooh, Doctor Who, I, my earliest memory, I was just talking. One of the things about working in this museum is that I meet people every day who come in who are really enthusiastic, which is lovely, because I've been an isolated fan for years. So I'm finally getting to talk to people like yourself about what I love. So my earliest memory was probably Alpha Centauri, and I keep trying to work out if it was Curse of Peladon or Monster. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's probably going to be Monster. Yeah. I remember season 12, my favourite story is the Santan experiment, so I was five then, uh, so I've got bits and pieces of Pertwee, mm-hmm. but then season twice, season 12 I'm absolutely fully, yeah. I, can rec- I can recall a lot, Noah's transformation in Ark and all those bits are just there, you know. Brilliant, yeah, I've just been revisiting that on the Blu-ray as well. So that's been- yeah, I didn't get the season 12 Blu-ray. Uh, basically, I don't buy a lot of merchandise because one mm. of the one of the ways I've been able to do this museum is being very disciplined. And I, I've got my treasured DVD collection, which mm. I adore. And I thought, oh, I can't, I right, no, just yeah. I, I, I'm not going down that avenue again. Although they are gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the first piece that you got? The first piece of uh, prop or first uh, prop I got was I, saw, I told you earlier. I sold my motorbike to get yeah. Ohika's gown from the Brain of Morbius, mm-hmm. which I never at that point I had no idea even existed. I had no idea a Tom Baker era, you know, Hinchcliffe era prop like costume even existed. When it came up for sale, I just it was a no-brainer. I thought mm-hmm. I can get the bus. That's not a problem. And sold my motorbike yeah. there in it and just got it. And then that was that really. And it's in lovely condition as well. I know. Yes. Like yeah. It? I mean, I, it's pot luck. I think because some of them were reused. Weren't they? Like in Destiny of the Daleks, there's a Sisterhood of Khan gown. Yeah. I keep, every time I watch it, I'm looking to see if you know if there's any telltale signs. But I think again, like most things, some of them got just nicely put away and left, which mm. was you know the ones that are in good nick, and then others were just bashed about. So yeah. thankfully, obviously, um, Jilly Brown's dress got put away yeah, yeah. brilliant um, so and obviously you continue collecting how long ago was that what did you oh, got first first prop uh, you're going to be looking late 90s mm. late 90s um, I remember the 1990s Bonhams auction and just despairing because I had no money yeah and as a kid I had no money and then by that point I was about 20 odd and I, I still had no money and I just remember seeing it on Blue Peter they put all the costumes mm. on Blue, and I just thought oh I remember I just I said I would I would have just sold something just to have a a, a sun dwellers scarf. Yeah. You know, just to have a little bit of 
a real bit of Doctor Who, you know, you know, would have was always just something because I loved the yeah, yeah, I just loved the Blackpool. I, I think I told you earlier, I, I loved the Blackpool exhibition. I saw it when I was five in 1975, and that just blew my mind. Yeah, and I always dreamt of trying to recreate it in some humble way, really. Yeah, no, this um, this exhibition is absolutely fantastic. It's, uh, I, I didn't start watching until the Sylvester McCoy era, so yeah. the happiness for Chaucer Grace yeah. is so much from... Yes, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. Stephen Mansfield actually is, you know, I've corresponded with a bit, and Sue Moore. So it's been lovely getting bits from their era and speaking to them about it, yeah. you know, and he was delighted that the Hemovore has been put back together. Yeah. Um, and things like the Chimeron Baby, he was able to tell me about that, and things like that... Um, they're great pieces. They're great sculpt. I mean, they they were great sculptors or are great sculptors. Yeah. So they just they really, I think, gave the monsters a real shot in the arm. Yeah. The only sort of um, Kane's melted face yeah, from brilliant. from Dragonfire yeah. in there looks brilliant yeah, as well. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's the one that was in Longleat for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was. Well, no, it wasn't filmed. It was. Um, it was basically made during the filming, but they obviously used, used the wax cast. But that was made at the time of filming. And then you went straight out with the costume mm-hmm. into um, Longlid. Yeah. You know, and, and did the rounds. So. It's got great gory looking thing, though, isn't it? The skin's melting. You can see the Raiders and Lost Dark stuff, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You can see it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I know you said uh, you sort of um, go to auctions and have to compete against sort of Peter Jackson for. Uh... Yeah, I mean, basically, we know Peter Jackson. God love him. I mean, you know, bless him. He's a superstar, isn't he? But yeah, you, you just know there's collectors like. Peter Jackson out there, who clearly have just got a bit more money than I have, because I'm mm. a I'm a part, you know, an art teacher, and um, I, I guess I've just um, I tend to go for because I'm a sculptor and artist, I can I can repair things, and that's mm. so I've been able to take things like the Terraleptil, and I'm glad I did because that was about three years' work in that Terraleptil, and I've been able to bring it back so that you can see a complete Terraleptil now, and I'm really pleased with that because hopefully. Uh, if you'd seen where I mean my wife always says it looked like something that washed up on the beach yeah. you know it was terrible condition and it was a bit of a punt I guess but I had faith I just thought no I reckon I can do something yeah. um, so that's been how I've been able to a lot of the things the ex- what would be now be very expensive items were in very bad condition the Cyber Scout was another I mean the Cyber Scout was um, it's, all its paint layers were deteriorating at different levels, so you had different levels of you know silver bits of silver, and it was just a nightmare, and it just hours and hours. And hours. Yeah, as this from Attack of the Cyber. Yeah, it? The, but uh, it was it was in Earthshock, and it was in Five Doctors and various things. So it was just, and you can yeah. see the different layers. It was like archaeology, but obviously yeah. you know it was the Cyber. It was the, it was the last use of the Cyber Scout. So <coughs> I just thought, no, we're, we're going to take it back to that. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad. It, obviously, the chess piece, I never touched it. It mm. scratched. But I think, you know, if, if it's not beyond recognition, I don't touch it. Yeah. There's a bit of a push sometimes with restoration now to, to do something to anything. And it's like, I don't touch them mm. unless it needs it. Like that cyber scope. Yeah, I could respray it and it would look pristine. But what? No, that's yeah. as fine as it is. But the suit was just, it wouldn't be here. If yeah. I hadn't touched that, it would have just dropped a bit. Yeah. So that's where I step in um, and hopefully keep things going. Because uh, you said you've done a bit of work on the Garm as well. Yeah, the, the Garm. Do you want me to tell you about the Garm? The Garm was a nightmare scenario. In that I'd followed him since Langothlin. I, I first went to see him in Langothlin. It's actually, I think it's Clangothlin, but I can't pronounce it. Yeah. And, um, which was an amazing exhibit. It was 
wonderful and that was my reconnection really with the prop world in a sense when I realised there was quite a bit out there mm. and the guy I had a soft spot for because he's a bit of a sort of mongrel monster in the world of Doctor Who and he always gets the mick taken out of him but he's quite an impressive character in the flesh as well and I just knew it wasn't being looked after Yeah. and over the years I kept visiting it then it went to Blackpool Museum and it just I could see his arms flaking and eventually someone bought it put it in a prefab unit in this bright sunshine and both its arms had gone mm. so by the time I got a chance to get it because um, I, I, I failed to bid on it at Bonhams um, both arms had gone so what I've done is I've first thing I had to do was basically get it on a better frame it's on a frame the frame that was on had been put on in the 80s and the whole costume had been stretched and torn to put on this motorised horrible unsawn you know unsanded um, frame dreadful thing so I got that off made like a wicker man got it back to its height um, and then I've sculpted two new arms, which I'll finish and get on, you know, in the next few months, hopefully. But at least it's no more damage is going to come to it now. And, uh, and I'll probably put the surviving hand is all I've got of its arms. I've got a hand, but it's, you literally pick it up, it falls off. So yeah. I'm going to put it in a little case. Mm. So I don't have to touch it and breathe on it. And I've put it in resin. And So that's, that's what I do, yeah. you know, and it's just, you know. Really impressive. Probably the size of it sort of strikes yeah. you. I think, you know, even compared to sort of Simon and stuff like that, yeah. it's physically. It's huge. The problem was in um, Langothlin, um, they'd shrunk him. So they, they, if you actually look at old pictures of him, they'd put him down to, so his knees, they'd cut him off at the knees sort of thing. So he was really like our height. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was just because they couldn't fit it in the actual building. So what I did was I thought, no, he, we need to give him the height. So I literally I had to experiment. He could probably be a little taller, but I couldn't fit him in this ceiling. Yeah. But I got him right to the top of the ceiling here. And I just think it really works. And you yeah. get an impression now of what it was like, yeah. which is good, you know. But that's the thing, I guess, being private, you know, being independent, because I, I, I love it and I'm not mm -hmm. doing it for money here, I'll fiddle on as long as it takes. Yeah. Whereas when the BBC are working, they've got obviously budgets, time limits, everyone's being paid. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be done. If it's not, they'll shove it in at some point. Right, that's got to go now. Yeah. Whereas with here, I've got that sort of luxury, I guess, of, you know, yeah. doing it how I love, really. Yeah. I couldn't, you couldn't afford, you know, the amount of time I've spent, you know, I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't charge anyone for it because it yeah. was so expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. Are there any other pieces you got your eye on or anything that you'd, you'd sort of dream, uh, dream props? Uh, my at? dream prop, if anyone's listening, because I know there'll be, people will be listening who, who possibly know where these sort of things are. I love the Sontarans. The classic Sontaran is my favourite Doctor Who mm -hmm. monster. And I, I guess I would love, I've got an Andrew Skeletor painting or two of them which is amazing, but I would love, I don't know, just a little bit of a Sontaran, mm -hmm. one of the classic jackets. I would love one of the yeah. quilted classic jackets. Um, I mean, in the mask, I, th I think Steyer's mask. I don't know if Steyer's mask's still out there. I would love, that would be my grail. Yeah. Steyer's mask would be the grail. There you go, I've never thought about it. I know Lynx's mask is dyed, and I love Lynx's mask as well, mm -hmm. but Steyer's mask, if anyone ever had that, that would be, I think, my top piece ever because he's my yeah. favourite monster so there you go that's what I would want cool if anybody yeah. knows anything uh, <laughs> yeah so. I'll put it on display with your name on it yeah so yeah that's great well yeah thank yes. you very much for joining oh, today you're very welcome